Hello, welcome to episode 251 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Join me as always is the still banned from Twitter, League Freak. You can find <laughs> Twitter at League Freak. He's not doing anything there, though. He's doing something here, though. Yeah, I'm doing something here. Um, yeah, still banned. I, I get unbanned on Thursday evening about, I think it's about 8 o'clock or something like that. And I've, I've had different scenarios running my head. Like, do I just say in my first tweet the thing that got me banned? Yes. <laughs> but but then it's not good for the podcast or the website and stuff if I get permanent banned. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm tossing stuff up at the moment. There we go. Yeah. Speaking of tossing, it's easy to do when you've got cleanly shaven balls. Exactly. You know, you can really grab the base of that thing when you don't have pubes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not restarting this. We're going. With no, this. we keep going. It's <laughs> that's why I fucking love Manscaped.com. So if you go to Manscaped.com, you get the perfect package 3.0. You can shave everything. It's great. You can be smooth as hell. And, uh, man, I had to self-censor even beyond what I was thinking then, Andrew. But, yeah, you get the perfect package 3.0. You get the microfiber boxer shorts, which I love. They're fantastic. Um, you get the uh, lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof. It's rechargeable. It's got a light on it. It's fantastic. You've got different cutting uh, lengths that you can click it to. It's got a little thing that you can do different lengths. Um, just fantastic. The ball toner, the ball preserver. There's so much involved in it, and the package that comes in is absolutely beautiful. So if you want to give it as a gift, go to manscaped.com and put in our exclusive code. It's just for our podcast listeners, and that code is NRL. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. You can get this all across the world. They also do a a 30-day money-back guarantee, which it just shows how, you know, confident they are in their products. Uh, Manscaped's been a really, really good sponsor for us. We really appreciate their support. So go and support the people that support your favourite podcast. Exactly. I must be honest, I didn't really give you much wriggle room there. (laughs) All right. I like tight spaces. Let's Let's get going. Let's keep right. Well, <laughs> James Hooper's making up some rumours today. Oh, nice. He's uh, He's been busy. He's really got his finger on the pulse of the game for yeah. somebody that uh, nobody talks to and he just writes bullshit. We, we can confirm that. Um, let's be honest. He listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he said on here that um, just echoes something that we said a few episodes ago. Yeah, Benji Marshall is likely to stay in Sydney, yeah, and therefore he's turning down the offer with the Cowboys. We suggested that a few weeks ago, and now he's suggesting that the Sharks might be interested in him. Yeah, man, I guess if you look at how Chad Townsend played, I would want somebody else there because Chad Townsend had a terrible twenty twenty season, like diabolically bad, and then Sean Johnson. I mean, he's what, what was it he did? He did his Achilles, didn't he? Yeah. So he's not going to play next year, and if he yeah. does, he's going to be tentative. He's he's going to miss easily the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah. So um, and Benji's only looking for one year deals at this stage, and I think yeah. I think the way he plays would be 
really beneficial to the way the Sharks are playing at the moment, which is, you know, very ad-lib sort of expansive footy. And they're, they're, mm-hmm. um, they're one of the more attractive attacking teams out there at the moment. Yeah, definitely. The yeah, only problem be... is he defends in the middle where their defense is pretty shit. Yeah, that is a problem. That is a problem. So, what, what also, what do you do when, uh, I mean, Moylan at some point is going to be back for a week here or there? Like, and Moylan, I think, would end up being at 5'8". So what do they do there? Um, or do you just tell Moylan, just sit on the sideline and watch the real footballers, you fucking fairy? Yeah. I just say to Moylan, look, we need to be convinced that your hamstring's good. Yeah. So we're going to take you down to Canberra, do a few laps of the Oval there. Don't mm-hmm. worry about warming up. We want to see if this thing's really good. We need those. We need that hamstring to be cast iron. And he's taking him to Canberra because it's cold as fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. And then he walks out onto the field. Pfft, there, it's gone again. Oh, <laughs> well, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, I, I support all of those moves. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Hooper's just throwing Cronulla up. I dare say it's just because Sean Johnson's injured. Possibly. I, I agree with you. I think that he listens to the podcast. What would you say to him if you could say, you know he's listening to the podcast. What would your message to him be? Um, you owe us $10 for every minute you've listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only accept cash, you cheapskate. <laughs> I think that pretty much covers it. I'd say keep keep blogging, you fucking bald bludger. <laughs> Yeah, yell louder next time you're on with uh, Buzz because I don't think you can hear you. Exactly. <laughs> Got to keep him awake somehow. <laughs> Just keep yelling. Someone will care. Mm. Um, Blake Green. He's set to turn his back on the Bulldogs. Oh, the and poor stick with Bulldogs. the Knights. Wow. What is their rehab coach going to do now? Uh, is their rehab coach someone who's involved with lawn bowls? Why? Well, you know, they've got an All Blacks coach and they're doing assistant coaching. You wouldn't have a rugby league officially. I mean, they don't have a rugby league coach. Do you reckon that's part of his, like, what was he, a performance coordinator or some bullshit? Yeah. He, some... uh, when, when Blake Drama Green teacher? Says, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's doing the cheerleading. Um, <laughs> he, uh, if Blake Green says he wants to stay at Newcastle, and they say to this All Blacks, this former All Blacks coach, what do you reckon? And he goes, yeah, let the let that dickhead stay in Newcastle. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and he enough. does it all by email, by the way. Yeah. Um, what other news is here? We're going through it pretty quick here. Yeah, this Andrew is good. Mac- Andrew McCulloch is set to rejoin the Broncos because that's what they need. Yeah, well, any time you can get a 30-something-year-old slow-as-fuck hooker you got to do it. Yeah. Um, it's not like the Broncos to go back to the well well after it's fucking dried up, though, eh? <laughs> dried up and filled in with rocks. I know. Uh, <laughs> they've also, the Broncos have also chosen not to re-sign Isaac Luke. So where do you reckon he should go? Uh, where could we tell James Hooper to say he's going to? Um, I'm going to say... Uh, that's a good question. Let's have a think here. Who could use some depth at hooker? I'm, okay, I'm going to toss one up. Completely yeah. toss one up. I'm going to say Manly. Yeah, Manly do need a hooker. 
Yeah, just a bit of hooker depth. Yeah. Yeah, they're the only Sydney club that needs a, need some hooker depth. Yeah. Everyone true. else is fine. Yeah. Um, so apparently because of all of this, Cowboys have now decided to keep Jake Clifford. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. The The story that was initially happening was that Benji would go to the Cowboys, mm-hmm. which we poo-pooed, mm-hmm. and Hooper decided to agree with us. Mm-hmm. And in order to make that move work, the Cowboys were going to send Clifford to the Knights and he was going to fill the gap that was left by Blake Green, who was going to the Bulldogs. Yeah, because we liked Benji at the Cowboys, but it's not a Sydney club. Like, that's right. That's the only problem. And, yeah. and we knew he wanted to stay in Sydney. That's right. We knew he wasn't going to go anywhere. By the way, I visited the uh, West Tigers uh, facilities the other day. Oh, yes. The Rugby yeah. Union ground. How is it? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I'm trying to think. Was it the other... I can't remember seeing the rugby union ground because I was like the uh, I was in the back streets wherever the fuck it is, and uh, it was like no one was there. Hey, like I walked up, I was like, "Am I in the wrong place?" So I called up the number and I said, "Dude, I'm waiting here to pick up a fucking uh, cardboard cutout." And they're like, "Oh yeah, cardboard, I'll be I'll be out there." And they a cardboard cutout. What on earth of? We'll have to find out. <laughs> Don't you dare let those interns sodomise it. Oh, well, they'll have to stand in line. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Andrew Johns is, in, is, is called on something. You ready for this? Okay, hang on. My body is, yeah, my body is ready now. Andrew Johns calls on emotionally drained Nathan Cleary to fix flaw in his game or take a rest. What's the flaw? Um, what he needs to do is have the ability to create opportunities for his outside and inside men off kick reception footy, said Johns. Off kick reception. So does he mean little chips over the top? I don't know. He says here, a lot of the young halves that have come through in the last five and ten years where there is a lot of penalties blown, so that means they get set starts. So when they get penalties pretty much three, four tackles in a row, it is all structured and everyone knows you play. So as a halfback, you don't have to organise that much. Origin football is known for a lack of penalties blown as referees often let the players control the flow of the game and are reluctant to penalise every minor infringement. See that little dig there at the, uh, at the referees? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Help himself. Yeah. When they're kicking downfield and they are trading sets and everyone is tired, you've got to have the ability to tell your front rowers where to get to and your dummy half. Then while you're tired, you need to organise your back rows and your fullback and your centres and get plays on like that. I thought in the second half they got bogged down and they didn't play that way until Cody came on. That's the next development for Nathan, to be able to create under pressure, under fatigue, off kick reception footy. Okay, I'm just going to take a guess here. Mm-hmm. I reckon the hooker is going to be behind the guy that's playing the ball. Well, I think I think a good hooker would be, yes. Yeah, yeah. Typically. Uh, that's a weird one. I'd like, I wouldn't be taking psychological assessments from Andrew Johns, first of all. That would be my first thing. And and secondly, look, I, I think that there were some things you could definitely criticise Cleary for in that first game. But I think that he had a lot of mates in that New South Wales team. And 
you know, it wasn't Cleary that was missing tackles that was leading to really, really fucking bad runaway tries for Queensland. Um, you know, you could just as easily say that New South Wales didn't have the go forward and what's a, what's a half supposed to do when they're not getting any go forward out of their forward pack. So I, I thought that a lot of the criticism of Cleary was a bit over the top. And look, I, I understand why he's easy to put the boot into. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Walker does because Walker was really good when he came on, but he was playing very, very wide as well. And the game was pretty much over when he came on as well. That's another thing to think about. But I think that he will be, he will be a little bit of a, a better halves partner than I think Kiri was for Cleary. I think that he's, you know, he's a sort of play that Cleary will be able to, um, you know, f- do something with. I, I think. I think Cleary and Kiri are a little bit similar in some ways. Well, they're both sevens. Hurt. Well, yeah, and and I think that that hurt them both. Yeah, it I did really because do. they're both the sort of sevens that need to have a ball runner at six, mm. and neither of them had that in each other. Exactly, exactly. And so uh, Walker's going to be fantastic in that role. Um, and look, the the New South Wales attack wasn't great overall. I'm not putting it down to one player. Like, and their defense wasn't great either. Like, there was one point there where uh, Payne Haas came on, and it was interesting because you could see some of the defensive problems that he picked up this year with the the Broncos. In that, you know, instead of going up with the line, he wanted his instinct was to retreat and slightly slide a little bit, which is just getting you nowhere defensively. There was all sorts of problems I saw in that New South Wales team but you know we'll see if they can pull it together for game two I, I'm I'm a lot more confident with uh with the changes they've made I'd like to see Crichton in the side though yeah we need to need to actually see genuine centers mm. in the team none of this uh yeah how come we've got the game's best five eight according to the Daily M playing at center it's a weird one. It's a weird one. He's a big dude, and look, he, he there was a couple of good things he did, but there was a lot of bad things he did, and that's just because he's playing out of position. Yeah, and he's he doesn't play centre all that much anymore. No. And this just seems to be a common thing where they just... I don't know why. They, they just persist with playing players out of position in the New South Wales team in origin of late, and... It works occasionally when Queensland's got a, a garbage side they're up against. Mm. When Queensland puts in a bit of effort, you know, they, they get found out very quickly. Yeah, like in that game, it wasn't as though Queensland did anything super spectacular. They ground out a win, and I've said, I think it's one of the best Queensland wins I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm taking nothing away from it. But they did it by just outworking New South Wales, and they did it right across the park. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't think you can blame one or two players, but I think that's the thing about the New South Wales performance. I kind of come away from that game thinking they've got to, all of them have to look in the mirror at themselves, especially the forwards, though. I thought their forwards, you know, Junior Paulo was very, very good early on. Um, but outside of that, they didn't offer much up front. Well, this is the thing. I'm like, I'm just looking at some of the stats at the moment for you know basic thing for forwards. 
is mm-hmm. you want go forward. Mm-hmm. Junior Paulo made 59 metres. Mm. Damien Cook made 78. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyson Frizzell, 56 metres. Jake Trebojevic, 88 metres. Payne Haas, 61. Angus Crichton, 79. There's only Saifidi and Cordner made over 100 metres. Yeah. In the forward pack. Luke Keary made 103 metres, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And he's not even big. No, no. I mean, he might have been the smallest player on the field. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I think that up front they were very, very ordinary and... You know, that hurt everything else. But that uh, there really was. There was only a couple of players in there. I thought Tedesco was fantastic. I saw a lot of criticism about him. I don't know more what more he was supposed to do. He ran uh, for 300 metres. Yeah. And, like, he he made... There were so many tackles he went into where he was either hit high or he almost broke the tackle. And, you know, th- there's not much more you could ask out of him. So I thought he was pretty good. I thought Addo Carr did a pretty good job. But, yeah, New South Wales, they really have to take a look at themselves. And, you know, do they want it? Because Queensland won it. And, and, you know, I'm very big on um, the talented team wins the game. But, damn, you look at that game, I'm willing to say New South Wales were the far more talented team. But Queensland just wanted it more. So it was a great win by them. They should be so proud. And uh, the other thing, too, is um, it's pretty clear that Queensland had a game plan of running at Gutherson. Yeah. So Whiten was, did half as much work, in def- or even less than half as much work in defence than Gutherson did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To Gutherson's credit, he he defended better overall than Whiten did, but neither of them are, are centres anymore. No. They no. shouldn't be there. No, it's it's doing them a disservice. Yeah, I I don't even know why they don't think about putting maybe one second row there. Kind of similar to what Queensland did with Capewell. Yeah, I mean, Capewell played maybe the best game I've ever seen him play easily. Maybe yeah. the game of his life. And I, I, if I'm Queensland, the last thing I want to see New South Wales do is run Stephen Crichton out there. Exactly. Someone so. who's got the size and power and speed. Um. You know, to get around the the outside defence of the Maroons, it's 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 a fucking no brainer. I don't know why they went with that and put a five eighth and a full back at centre. And the other thing is too, like, and he's he's just played in the grand final, so it's not like he hasn't got some experience in big games. Yeah. And on top of that, his form has been outstanding. It just beggars belief, man. I I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, I don't get it. There's there's it feels like, uh, you know, when New South Wales went through a bit of a period of time where they would pick so many players at well out of position and, you know, you, you heard sort of things out of New South Wales types where they'd say, well, he's an origin player. And it's like, shut up with all that shit. Just pick the best players in the best position. Yeah. Um. One thing I was going to ask you, too, about, about Origin, one game in particular, yeah. Cohen Hess. Yeah. He he didn't really stand out at all to me. I remember one point watching the game, and I didn't watch it super, super closely like I normally do, 
But I remember seeing him out there and thinking, man, I can't believe Cohen Hess is playing in an Origin game in 2020. Uh, he didn't really do much that I saw it from him anyway. 15 tackles, 31 metres, five runs. He was there for almost a full half. Holy crap. Wow. He was doing nothing in attack and nothing in defence. Wow, that's uh, that's shocking. Holy He's crap. Getting carried. And the fact yeah. that they were playing with basically, when he was on the field, they were basically 12 men on the field. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I really do, I, I remember thinking, this is crazy that Cohen Hess is out there, and that's the last time I really thought of him, until you just mentioned him then. It's so disappointing, because we saw him when he first came on the scene. Mm. He was an animal. Yep, Dane Carlaw 2.0. Yeah, he's just falling Stunned. off a cliff with form. Yeah. But there we go. Um, Boy Cordner looks like he's he's gone for the rest of the Origin series. Yeah, that's that's Smart. weird. How, it's the right decision. Yeah, the the right decision definitely. It's weird how it's turned into a bit of a, um, you know, Boyd Cordner's health has turned into something that some people in the media are pretty happy to, you know, beat their chest about. It's weird, but um, it's good for him that they're sitting him out now, and you know, I wonder what happens for him here. Like, could we see him retire from the game? Um, I, I would kind of urge him to, given how many head knocks he's had mm. and he seems to be, he seems to be getting knocked out more easily now. Yeah. And I think that's the concern and something he needs to look at and say, you know what, do I really need to keep playing? Mm. Um, you know, he's achieved everything you possibly can as a player. Mm. You know, I... I think he should really think about, you know, calling time on on his career uh, just for his own his own health more yeah. than anything. Yeah, he's got nothing left to prove. He's done it all. So, it, but you know, it's, it's ultimately up to him. Some players get over it, others don't. But I just think he's he's got quite a few knocks, and he, it seems that he gets. You see him on the field, and you get worried that it's just going to happen again. And more often than not, nowadays, it does happen again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the concern. Yeah, it, it's and I like I can understand being fully fit, feeling strong. If he feels within himself, he's getting over these head knocks quickly. Like he's not having any after effects. I haven't read anything about him having after effects. But if he's got no after effects, you sort of physically feel like I'm ready to go. Why would I stop? But you know, when you start getting a bit of a tap on the head. And you end up face first in the dirt. That's, I mean, that's when, you know. And we've seen it happen to so many players, and we've called it, you know, oh, he's got a glass jaw now and stuff like that. We know that, you know, how devastating it can be, especially compounding one head knock after another after another. Um, you know, the, having a good long off season might help him, but. You know, it just takes another head knock, and then he—I mean—you'd think that he would definitely retire if he got another concussion. But why not just retire now? And as you say, he's done everything. Yeah, I—I I think that'd be the smart thing to do. Mm. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Just see what other news there was. Um, interesting one. Mm-hmm. 
the vicar of Dubly has been named to the top sports administration role in New Zealand. <laughs> you <hear> this? <laughs> well, <laughs> she will replace long-serving Sport New Zealand chief executive Peter Miskimmon, who announced in August that he would be leaving the organisation he's led since 2008. How does this person keep yeah. getting gigs despite leaving a trail of utter destruction behind her? Yeah, it's like it's literally destruction. Like the Bulldogs are probably two or three years away from being out of the Raylene Castle destruction zone, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I Rugby Australia. Know. Oh, she devastated Rugby Union in Australia. She killed it. It was and great. Now she's, now she's going to Sport New Zealand. Yeah. I, how do you do that? How, how do you... She, she, she keeps going to the next step up. She's like a fucking cyclone. What does she say in an interview, though? Like when they say, tell us about your last job. And she says, remember when Australia used to play rugby union? Well, they don't now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she would have. She said, remember back when Australia used to win the Bledisloe Cup? Yeah. You can thank me for that not happening for you anymore. Yeah. Um, r- remember, remember the Canterbury Bulldogs? No, you can't. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. See, everything I've done has been trying to make sure that the Warriors don't come last, is make sure that the All Blacks win the Bledisloe all the time. I'm just a Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi through and through. Um, outrageous. It's outrageous how people can fail upwards, eh? It's, it's literally got me beat. I don't know how she does it. And she'll be on, like, she's on good money. She'll be on good government money. Yeah. And what does she have to do in that role to fail? Like, that's I, one of those roles where, you know, those those government jobs where it's like there's not really a marker for failure. It's got me beat. Like, I would have thought that being successful was like important to being promoted mm. or to even being hired. At least be mediocre. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, this is... This is great news for, um, you know, rugby union in Australia anyway. Mm-hmm. Not only have they got her off the books, but now she's over there and she's going to be white-hating all sport in New Zealand. Yeah, they're going to even lose the America's Cup now, I bet. Well, uh, I'm sure one of us will be tuned into that with bated breath to see what happens. Yeah, I can't wait. I don't like the new boats. Don't like the new boats with the outboards on them? Yeah, I really don't like them. I think that the boats, you know, they should be racing boats. They shouldn't be racing fucking wings that glide across the water barely, you know. Tinnies. Why doesn't the America's Cup be just raced by a couple of blokes in tinnies? That'd be pretty cool, hey? And no no outboards either, no sails. They just got one oar. Well, I was looking at the makeup. I was actually watching YouTube videos of all of the uh, challenges because they, they cha- if you don't know about the Americans Club Cup, the challenges all face off in the what's it called? There's a series it might be called the Louis Vuitton Cup or something, and then uh, then they face off against the the holder of the Americas Cup, which is Team New Zealand at the moment, and. Uh, and I was looking at all of the boats that were the challenges, a lot of different interesting designs. But the boats are basically, they're literally aeroplane wings that sit out of the water 
it's kind of incredible. Like they they've got listen to me guy. No one else gives a shit, Andrew. Let's just move on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I started going down a rabbit hole and I realized no one gives a shit. <laughs> I was just sitting back going, Yeah, this is a freaky time to talk about boating. <laughs> I haven't been, I'm trying to think, the last time I was on a boat that somebody owned, I was fucking 11. You don't want to get, you don't want to get any sailing advice from me. When it comes to boats, you're the man. Nah, I'm like, I'm like even like three steps below Gilligan would have been. <laughs> now, I'm just having a look around here for a bit more news that's not to do with boats. How about Josh Mansour being told by the Panthers so late in the year that yeah, services um, aren't required? It's let's a bit be honest, sad. it was it was always going to happen, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously Ivan fell asleep at the wheel. He was tired. He does get tired. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll cut him a bit of slack there. It was always going to happen that Mansour was not going to be kept by Penrith. They've got too many talented young backs to be able to keep it experienced and probably well-paid winger on the books. Yeah, so it made be sense they cut him. He'll work out at any club he wants to go to. Because Would you take him at the Tigers? Out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had Robert fucking Jennings, so I don't think Josh Mansour would be a down a down, downgrade from that. Yeah. He's, look, he's played. He's got good footy in him. Like, There's no doubt about that, but yeah. it's the beauty of the Panthers. They can look fucking stains and to- O will be on the clock because there'll be another young bloke that'll be, you know, turning up next year and we don't even know his name and he'll be probably get a game here and there and score 15 tries, you know. That's just what happens. Yep. Now, another bit of story here is um, Ben Barber made a secret rugby league return on the weekend for Walgett. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah, apparently the NRL didn't know about it. So Buzz is pretty happy, pretty chuffed with himself over that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's just another sign that rugby league's falling apart. The Buzz, I guess. Yeah, that's, he's happy with that. Wonder what Jared Haynes doing at the moment. Probably still going to court, isn't he? I haven't heard about him going to court for a while though. It's an interesting one. I don't know what he's been doing. Like if I was Jared Haynes, I would definitely be playing rugby league somewhere. I mean, if Ben Barber can find a gig somewhere, why doesn't Jared Hayne go over to bloody England and play over there? Maybe he's not allowed to leave Australia, hey? I'm sure he could if he wanted to. I've, I would go to France. I wouldn't go to England. Exactly. Um, Buzz has also revealed that he thinks that uh, John Morris looks like he will not be getting his contract extended at the Sharks. Mm, you had a bit to say about this on Twitter. Yeah, I, I think that... While what's happened with the Sharks in the past is still reasonably fresh in people's minds, it was only a few years ago with Shane Flanagan and the Asada stuff and the salary cap stuff and his email stuff and working when he wasn't supposed to and all that sort of gear and then getting sacked. Um, I thought John Morris had done everything right to steer the club away from those days mm-hmm. in every possible way. He brought in a bunch of new young talent, which Flanagan had been reluctant to do in his whole time there. Um, he got them playing exciting attacking football, 
which Flanagan certainly didn't have them doing. Um, he still kept them in the finals. He wasn't as, as successful as Flanagan had been, but there was also none of the off-field drama that yeah, Flanagan but, brought to the club. Exactly. They didn't break the salary cap or put in place a systematic uh, use of uh, peptides and stuff like that. Yeah, and the only incident that they had come up there was when one player went rogue to mm-hmm. use drugs, mm-hmm. and that was Bronson Cherry. And the club rightfully just said, you know, they just cut him loose and, you know, they did all the right things you've got to do to support them, but they didn't They didn't try and fight to keep anything like that. They went, yeah, he's done the wrong thing. He's got to own it. Mm-hmm. And that was the, they handled that the right way. Um, and when you consider the way he got into the job was because Flanagan got sacked and it was as as the uh, what was it the twenty nine preseason was almost about to start. Yeah, well, he had no easing into that role. No, he took over a very thankless, going nowhere role. Mm. And considering they've been in the finals, it, it's been a miracle. Like I think if had uh, the Panthers not had the ridiculous regular season that they had. I reckon there's a really good case that he was that John, John Morris was coach of the year. I don't know how he didn't get it last year, to be honest. But yeah, he would have been very close. Mm. I think what he's done there and some of the talent he's brought through. Uh, the Sharks haven't had someone bring through a young talent like that since um, John Lang was there. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it, it's got me baffled as to why they've decided that he's no good. I can understand a lot of fans that were suggesting that they don't see Morris being the sort of coach that's going to bring them another premiership. And you know what? I agree with that. I don't think he's going to bring them another premiership. But I also don't think that you get rid of a coach for that reason. Mm. You only get rid of a coach if there's someone better available to hire. And I don't think that at the moment there is another coach that's that much better than John Morris that's available for that club to hire. Yeah, I agree. And and like I look at the lineup that they do have and there are some problems with it and he has still got some, you know, hangover players. I mean, you look at Moylan for one. Um he's Woods. still dealing Yeah, yeah, Even. Woods. Yep. Yeah, those three there are, are three huge players that have taken up mm-hmm. big chunks of the cap. And then you throw in Sean Johnson on top of that, who came to the club when he just before um Morris became coach. Um you know, there's that's a lot of salary cap tied up in four players. Yeah, and like, what more is he supposed to do? What would have been the pass mark for him to get an extension? Uh, did he need to finish in the top six? Like, I don't know. They, they, they have never had a premiership, even close to a premiership, you know, contender while he's been there. So, and he's kept them in the finals. I just don't know what they expected out of him. With the situation that he's put, he's been put into, um, you got to wonder what they're searching for from this whoever the new coach is going to be, because they'd want to be pretty bloody good. They can't come in and and just do the same job. They've got to do way way better. And I, I agree with you. Like, what coaches are there that can honestly you could say, oh yeah, that's an upgrade. There's, you know, well, maybe it's being rumored that Tuvi's going to coach him. It's being rumoured that Paul Green is going to be the one to take over from him. And I think Paul Green got shown up a bit when Jonathan Thurston retired. Yeah, and like he he had that problem where 
he let his line up degrade and he didn't didn't do anything about it until it was way too late. Yeah. And got sacked. Yeah. I don't know if you if you should be hiring a coach who's been sacked for poor performance to replace a coach who has just been in the finals for two straight years mm. and has never ever been coach of a club that hasn't been in the finals. And it's a team that's in transition too. Like yeah, he's definitely. got a he's, he's got a bit of an aging forward pack there at the moment, but he's mm. he's already got some young props coming through to replace the ones that are aging. He's done that really well. He's got some young halves coming in to replace the halves he's got there when that happens. He's also he's already brought in a, a young fullback to replace Valentine Holmes when he left. Mm-hmm. Ticking all the boxes. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I don't know what more he's supposed to do. Uh, you know, the only thing I can think of is attracting big names to the club. That's the only thing I can think. And you know, well, the other uh, thing that's that happened too is the salary cap. Yeah, the other thing he's managed to do there too is the club's managed to hold on to you know a front of jumper sponsor since he's been there, mm-hmm. and that's despite the fact they've not even been able to play out of their own home ground this year. Yep, and won't be there next year either. It's not like he's he's had an easy time of it and he's underperformed because, you know, despite having a really good squad. He had a poorer squad this year and last year mm. than the Dragons. Oh, by miles. And he's outperformed them both miles. times. Yeah. yeah. And he's an experienced coach compared to Paul McGregor. Outperformed him by a mile. You could probably even argue that he had a poorer squad than what Anthony Seabold had at Broncos this year and last year. Yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, he did, definitely. Um, Shut on them. I wonder what he will do with his coaching career. If the the Sharks do get rid of him, I wonder where he will end up because I would I would suggest he will get another, another shot at it. Um, I think that a lot of the coaches are going to be locked in pretty soon. Um, I, I wonder where the next role will open up. I wonder if it's going to be mainly with Des Hasler. I think he's on the clock. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Manly are quietly looking at Jeff Toovey again. You know what? It's, man, I was shocked when they got rid of Toovey the first time. It was oh. kind of the same situation with Morris. It's like, why are they getting rid of Toovey? Like, what do they want him to be doing that he's not doing? Yeah, and it's not like they've gone above and beyond performance since mm-hmm. getting rid of Tuvi with the you know by bringing back Hasler. Yeah, and this season especially, like last season, Hasler did really well, and it was like, wow, who would have thought? This season was diabolical for the it was, Eagles. It was back to Trent Barrett style coaching. Yeah, yeah, and that's saying something. Mm. And his career, I mean, Trent Barrett's career is over. No one in their right mind would sign him as a coach. No. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see what happens with John Morris. I, I, he's definitely a very, very good assistant coach, and he's proven mm-hmm. that he can be a very good head coach. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I'd like to see him in another in another top job somewhere. Imagine if he took over the Storm when Bellamy retired. <laughs> you know who'd be really good at the Storm is Jeff Toovey. Yeah, that's he, – he, he sort of come out of the same mould. As as Bellamy, you know, just won't take won't take poor performances. Mm-hmm. Man, that would be scary if Tuvi ended up there after Bellamy. <laughs> oh man, love to see it. I just want to see somebody 
that is literally a quarter the size of Jason Riles grabbing his headset and yelling into it. <laughs> Especially with that coarse voice that he has. Yeah, yeah. That's now while we're on the storm. Yep. Cameron Smith is now officially off contract. Oh yeah. So th- we are now in what I call the Smith trolling Hooper zone. One hundred percent. I. You know what? Because he's got his. When's his book come out? I think it's available very soon. Yeah. I. If he's going to retire, I feel like he will retire at the book launch, which is fine. He has earned it. Um, but if he doesn't retire at the book launch, I don't think he's going to retire. And I hope he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. I love watching him play. I, I honestly don't think he's going to. Hmm. I think he's going to do one more year. I hope so. Purely because I think the club, more than him, Bellamy more than him, mm-hmm. want him to be able to say goodbye to his fans in Melbourne, like mm-hmm. actual playing in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they'd, they'd probably say, let's go one more time round. Yeah. What do you think about players, say, and I don't think this is going to apply to the Storm and Cameron Smith, but what do you think of, in a situation like that, a player coming back for one game the following year and retiring in front of their home fans? Fine by me. Yeah, same here. Because um, he'd just give you match payments. Yeah. And that will come out of the cap, but it'll just be one one match payment. Yeah, it could be a hefty one. Who knows? Give him a hundred grand just for one game. There's still only hundred game out of the cap, hundred grand out of the cap instead of, you know, eight or nine hundred grand. I guess. Yeah, a couple of Harvey Norman vouchers, fucking giant ring, new what boat, boat, yeah, boat, stitched on the house. Yeah, and then maybe sign him up to a giant fucking ambassadorial role afterwards. Oh wait, that's against the cap. That part. <laughs> you only do those on the quiet Oh, you don't announce it in the media conference? No, no, only dickheads do that Oh, I see Yeah, okay. that's the difference That's the difference between okay. between smart, intelligent operators and spuds You can't argue with the salary cap auditors about that after the fact, though? Well, you can I mean, what would they know? Yeah I'm pretty sure... I mean, other than the salary cap, what would they know about the salary cap? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I do think it's a loophole that nobody has looked at before and only a really, really smart person with lots and lots of brain, they would uh, they would look at that. Well, a thunker. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. Justin. Justin is clever's. Mm-hmm. He's he's got one of the best clevers there is. He has Wikipedia bookmarked. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's got all sorts of he's got all sorts of smarts going on. Oh yeah. Um, can't wait for his next big ploy. It's going to sit there and sulk about Josh Adokar not coming to the club. We have That reminds me that there was a thing I saw during the week where. The West Tigers were saying if Josh Adokar leaves the storm, he has to play for the West Tigers. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's what I'm shut the fuck up. No, it's just to you, cunts. Yeah, that that kind of um, behaviour kind of got arsehole in about 1971, Potato. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Also, if if you're looking to uh, attract talent to your club, kind of goes against the grain when you start threatening players <laughs> <laughs> before they even get there. Yeah, oh, fuck. It's not known to be a good, um, you know, technique to to coerce people to come and do what you want. You can't sort of force Stockholm syndrome on people. Yeah, like you'll play for us or else. Exactly. It doesn't really work. It's not a good recruitment tool. No, he's he's a bit docile. Mm. You know, when you've got a bloke who doesn't know whether he was sacked or whether he walked from his previous job, you can't really be expecting too much from him. It's an it's a really really easy thing to get confused with. Yeah. Did I hand in a resignation or did they sack me? I can't remember. I'm sure I resigned. I'd never get sacked. Never. Surely not. Um, yeah. What else has been going on? <laughs> um, uh, apparently some, I was going to say, apparently some fans have been a bit pissed off that Nofaluma hasn't been picked in the origin side. Yeah, look. I... It's only Salty West Tigers fans, so they don't really matter. Oh, Jesus, Andrew. I don't. I, I don't fall in that category. I don't see why Nofaluma should be picked in the, in the origin side. I tell you what, between saying that and what you're saying about the Sharks fans, they're like Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Can I'd like to hear someone convince me as to why David Nofaluma should be in the state of origin side over Tupo and Adokar? Um. Yeah. Mm. He kind of has to bide his time, doesn't he? I just don't think that he's that level. He's he's brilliant at club level, but some players just are not the next level above that. Like Mitch Orbison, he's never going to be a state of origin player. But yeah, yeah you'll get 300 club games out of him, and he'll turn out a solid performance every single week. Some players are just like that. So can we, can we, can I start writing the article now, All right? Rugby League historian says David Norfoluma is a is a poor man Scott Petherbridge. No, 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 he's a rich man Scott Petherbridge. <laughs> rich man Scott Petherbridge. Isn't that Robbie Beckett? <laughs> <laughs> he's a financially stable man's Scott Petherbridge. <laughs> He's a fiscally responsible, <laughs> a fisc- fiscally responsible man's um, Jeff Daniella. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh shit! That's yeah. great. Uh, he's a, he's above Petherbridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. he's he's not. I don't. I just don't think that he is an Origin level player. I th- look, it, it, it's difficult when you. I feel as though when you're playing in a bad team and you're a winger and you're scoring a lot of points, it, you know it's difficult to know whether you really are a really good winger or whether you just, you know, somebody's got to score the tries at some point. You know, no, uh, look, there's there's a lot of stuff he does that's really good. Okay, but mm. the problem with with Nathaniel is. Um, he's not tall, mm-hmm. okay, which is a big thing you need in Origin. You need mm-hmm. to be able to if you and if you don't have that um, that height to jump up and catch kicks for the corners and stuff like Tupo can better than nearly anyone. Mm-hmm. Then you need to have blistering speed. Yeah, 
and he doesn't have that either. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's the sort of player that's tough to tackle, um, which is pretty handy when you've got kick returns that need to be done or if you need someone to do a quick few dummy half runs, that sort of thing. But you need a bit more than that at the origin level, in my, in my view. And I yeah. think he's just, through no fault of his own, he just doesn't have that little bit of extra X factor that's required. Mm-hmm. That's just me. That's fair enough. Like, I, I've got no problems with them. I, I, like, the thing, I guess I wasn't looking at the Origin game and thinking, oh, they need to change the wingers. Like, that didn't sort of stand out for me. Well, that's right. If, you're, if your team wins and it's thrown away seven or eight tries because you've got some some absolute klutz on the winger who keeps dropping the fucking ball all the time, yeah, you replace a winger. Mm. But when you're being overpowered through the middle, um, and your forwards are only running for 50 or 60 metres and being outrun by a scrawny 5'8", you know, I don't think your wingers are the things you need to be looking at. Yeah. The only time you really desperately need to drop a winger is when fucking Martin Lang runs them down. Exactly. Exactly. Or Scott Sattler. <laughs> yes. jeez. Oh, <laughs> An old Scott Sattler. Yes, Scott Sattler, like towards the end of his career. Yeah, just before the West Tigers reinvigorated it. Yeah, how long did he play for the West Tigers for? Like three seasons, two seasons? Felt like a decade. (laughs) We should try and get Scott Sattler on the podcast, hey? I reckon he'd come on. I would. He is a a good bloke. Yeah. Um, he'd He'd give it to me both barrels for saying that. I died to be honest. I, I didn't mind Scott Sattler. I thought he was pretty handy. He's one of those players who you could um you could you could build a forward pack around. Another one of those players was just an absolute tradesman. You know what? He's like who was that player that um when Cleary went to the West Tigers and he signed um Madalino? No, no, no. He's a like a utility lock sort of player. Chris McQueen. No, 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 no. Elijah Taylor. That's it. Scott Sattler is like the player you would hope that Elijah Taylor was going to be in that signing, but <laughs> never, ever was. Yeah. No, he was. He was. We got him just before he, he got past too far past thirty. You know, when he's still at his yeah. peak. Yeah. Um. What else was there? Shane Watson. Retired. We're going to other sport now. What the fuck not? I think talked we talked about, about Shane Watson the other day. We made the fucking go into the to the thing joke about Shane Watson retiring the other day, huh? Oh, okay. Well, there's not much that's going on there. Yeah. You know, the other thing that happened was uh, the Super League season just completely collapsed in on itself. Um, I don't know if we've talked about that too much. Oh, yeah. They, they decided that they're just going to wrap the season up. Yeah. Uh, it was over the weekend, and now they're going into the finals. They're going to have a top six. I think it was. Uh, I I didn't pay attention because I I just saw that that season had ended, and the team started like packing it in, and because uh, the furlough scheme had been um, extended, and so you know they all started packing it in, and Super League said, "Well, we better just start the finals now." And um, big news all across small towns in northern England, no doubt. 
Yeah, uh, so this Thursday we've got Warrington taking on Hull FC. And then on Friday, Catalan play Leeds. It's nice of them to let the uh, Catalan Dragons play. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, given that Salford were probably going to be a chance of making the finals mm-hmm. um, until they had three wins knocked out of their percentage. Mm-hmm. Probably felt a bit rude not to have Catalan in there given they had a better win percentage than nearly every other team in the comp by about three or four. It'd be hilarious if the Catalan Dragons won it all, hey? It'd be, it'd be so glorious. Take the trophy back to France. You know, it'd be good is if Catalan play Warrington in the grand final. Yeah, so they're guaranteed the win. Yeah, well, not just guaranteed the win, but there's no Leeds, there's no Wigan, there's no St. Helens. I would like who else? That'd actually there? give that'd actually give Super League something worth watching for the first time in 35 years. <laughs> I would like to see Catalan play. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, St. Helens love to lose a grand final too. The funny one for me would be to see Catalan beat St. Helens because I know a lot of St. Helens supporters. <laughs> so I, I would give that to them, especially with James Graham there. James Graham has so many runners-up medals. Especially at Saints. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, he's, it's incredible how many runs-up medals he's got there at St. Helens. He needs one more just to finish the collection, I think. Doesn't yeah. need before he retires. So we can see Fat, Fat Prince Harry ride to the sunset. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll that be interesting. So they're looking at wrapping that up pretty quick. Um, semi-finals will be on next week. Mm-hmm. And grand final on the 27th of November. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really big event. Where the, Oh, yeah, they're playing it in Hull. That'll yep. be massive, huge. So Free pizzas. Free pizzas all around. What would they put on a pizza in Hull? Um, fucking alcohol. Yeah, I was just thinking it'd be a, a, a beer batter. Yeah, it's just beer battered base. It's <laughs> <laughs> all it'll be. And, and cheese. And a nice warm beer on top. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It'll just be a soggy coaster, really, won't it? Yeah, pretty much. Hey, it was funny the other day seeing um, some of the Toronto Wolfpack fans learning about the Stobart deal. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, they were like, hang on, what? This has happened before? It's like, no, no, it was worse. (laughs) Much worse. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, that was kind of a... Depressing yet funny look back at the past for Super League, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I I actually put in my website because I, I posted the link on the the podcast. Well, the interns did because I'm not allowed to post on Twitter, by the way. But um, the the interns put a link from my website on the podcasting thing on the podcasting Twitter account, and it was a I think I the article was titled "My Kingdom for a, a Thousand Stickers." Um, <laughs> That's and but but when I when I searched for it, I put in Stobart on my website, and three articles come up, and there was like two of them were about directly the Stobart deal, and one was that one of their uh, trucks crashed was the picture, <laughs> and the other one was at the end of the Stobart deal, and it was one of their trucks on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
that's perfect. Yeah, it really was. It was. Uh, it's funny looking back at some of the things you've done in the past and laughing at them, being like, "Oh shit!" Now, I was thinking about this whole English rugby league being an absolute basket case. I'm wondering, should they have sold themselves to to uh, Super League back in '96? Or to News Limit, I should say, and become Super League. Should they have done that? Or should they have, you know, stuck to the course they were on? Which admittedly wasn't that great. Yeah. But when you look at what they did with what happened with News Limited, they didn't really do anything brilliant with it. Would they have been better to, to just staying the course of what they were doing in 1995? I th- you know what? I think they just would be where pretty much where they are now, but they wouldn't have wasted all the money. So I think I don't I don't think there'd be any advantage of them not doing like taking the money, but I just think all the money wouldn't have been pissed away. I think that'd be the only difference. Like they they like where they're at, you know. They they barely tolerate the Catalan Dragons. That's pretty clear. Um, I, and th- like they, it's the same thing with the London Broncos. They kind of don't like the London Broncos even. So I think they'd just be where they are. They'll be there and. 40 years' time, except no one will give a shit. They'll all be fucking amateur players probably playing rugby union by then. I'm so, like, I'm so fucking out on English rugby league right now. I'm done with it. Like, I, I used to talk about trying to fix it and stuff. It's fucked. It's done. I think what I'm going to do next year yeah. is talk mostly just about championship. Yeah, yeah. And, and league one. Yeah, because at least they they are what they they are. You know, they're not pretending to be some fucking high minded, idealistic European fucking competition. It's like, yeah, we're an English competition, and we occasionally allow other teams from other places in. And you know, well, they, they also don't try and kick them out as frequently as Super League does. True, true. Like some, they've got some... Toulouse. They had Toronto for a yep. few years. Yeah. Um, you know, they had London for a while. They've had teams from from Wales, quite a few of them. Yeah. They're far more sustainable at that level. Mm. Like, be interesting to see. You know how we've talked about if you took the New South Wales and Queensland Cup over here, and, and Queensland Cup already has a, a P&G team, if you get teams from, like, you know, New Zealand and and Fiji and Tonga and stuff into those competitions, all of a sudden you're starting to look at the competition that, you know, you could sell international sponsorship for and would start generating a a nice amount of money for itself. Maybe the championship teams can look at doing that. I think it's something they really do need to look at. Mm. I think the the sooner the RFL says, right, you know what, we need to distance ourselves from the Super League and just go, let's do this on our own. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that would work a treat. Yeah. Have two competitions, both the same number of teams in them. You know, don't have 10 teams in League 1 and 16 or whatever in Championship, whatever the hell the makeup is. I just have them both the same. Yeah. And try and get some, some new expansion teams in there. Yeah, make it all financially sustainable. Yeah. You know, semi-professional. Um and, and very, very at a low level, semi-professionalism. Not like what they've got in Super League right now, but um, yeah, get it a, can't be worse than what Super League's doing. That's for sure. Exactly. And get a don't even bother with trying to get a TV rights deal because you know you're not going to get them for the second tier competitions and the like. But 
try and link up with a, you know, a telco and mm. get a live streaming deal going. Well, remember when the Australian Basketball League started streaming games on Twitch? Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I, I, I always thought that was a little foot in the water, a toe in the water sort of moment for sport. And I'm sure that a lot of people took a look at that that maybe didn't say anything publicly, but they all wanted to see the numbers and made some phone calls and things like that. be interesting to see if, you know, the championship did something like that. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to think of where something like that could be heading, but Super League's done. I, I just don't care about Super League. It's, fuck. What are they doing? Oh, a little town's going to win this year. Fan-fucking-tastic. Let's all have a fucking parade and get, catch COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I know I sound very pessimistic, but I don't care. <laughs> no, it's, happened, it's just happened too often to be getting hopeful anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like there, there's no light at the end of the tunnel now. There's no, there's nothing to grab onto. The, the, you know, when these teams have decided they don't want to do it, why should I care? Exactly. That's that's how I feel about it anyway. Now, um, have we had any emails? Yeah, we did. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh... And so begins the long chat as the email opens up. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's the laptop opening. Come on. I didn't want to go to that website. I wanted to go. So people don't know. Um, Freaky's modem actually has a crank handle on the front of it. Mm. And you've got to get it up to about 35 kph. I tell you what. I That's practice, why. I practice cranking this thing all night too. <laughs> That's why his right arm is so muscular. It's not because yeah. he does anything else with it. It's the cranking of the modem. It really is. Okay, let's have a look here. So <laughs> we got a. Uh, I got. I got an email from Ron. Good old Ron. Yeah, Ron. <laughs> the do Ron. If you're listening to, if you're listening and you're from Twitter, please close your ears. Subject is drug cheating cunts all star team. <laughs> He says, g'day, freaky boy. How's this for a list of a bunch of cunts caught on the gear over the years? Oh, man. I, I, right. man is, is this... Is, are we, are we get in trouble for saying this? Hey, Ron said it. That's right. Ron did say it, Ron. We're bastard. absolved from this. We've, we've, we've not been involved in this whatsoever. What's his so, list? Okay. So I guess some of them have been... You know, there's there's only a couple there that I would say I'm not 100% certain of. Okay. So there's quite a few Newcastle players, as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there's definitely a Sharks player in there. Well, actually, there's two of them. One is uh, one of them you probably know. He's very, very quick. you just got to ask him. And the other one is just like... We know who he is. Um, then there, Rodney Howe. I'll say his name. Um, then we've got one that was caught with uh, somebody had fucking slipped pills into his pants, man. It happens in a nightclub in fucking England. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... Was he, caught, was he the same one caught snoozing at an airport or something? I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Comes up, comes up with great ideas all the time. Yeah. Then there was another Newcastle player who's trying to make a comeback. Good luck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, suspension, did he not? Oh, yeah, he did. He got four years. Yeah. yeah. So he can be named. Then there was a... Another dude whose hair turned grey when he was like <laughs> and then it stopped turning grey and he found some form and we kind of found out why. Um, there was another one who, uh, let's just say, a winger who got some white line fever at one point. Oh yes, playing was that. was that playing rugby union? It, it might have been. Yeah. Who? What else can we say here? Um, there was the, a, a night swinger who used to talk to his legs. No, no, he's not there. He, oh, instead, really? Yeah, instead of them, instead of him, it was a guy that was basically thrown completely under the bus because he told the truth about what was going on around him. Do you remember him? Was um, was he taking it because he had a dodgy shoulder or something? I can't remember what was wrong with him. Did he make but a return he, recently to at another club? At another club, yeah, a very a very yeah. good club, yeah. Yeah, um, I remember him. What else have we got here? There's a dude, there's a fucking blast from the past name here that I don't know about that one. Um, South player? I feel, like a, I feel like he was a Warriors player. Let me have a look. Okay. Sid? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, let me have a look at what this is. No, there's nothing here about him fucking doing anything. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um. So yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um, Okay, so let me see if there's any other emails just that I've got here. Uh, okay, we did that one the other day. Turned it into a three-hour-long podcast. So let's go to the website ones. What the fuck? Oh, feedback I need to go to. Feedback. Okay. Okay, so here's one from Newey Ash. And he says, Would the Mad Quokkas consider a trade? Oh, hello. Tell Malolo and Kikau for all the pizza your team can eat in one hour plus 10 Rolex watches so you fine gentlemen can sport five each at your post-match press conferences. Think of the wow factor. I'm just thinking of... This person is playing straight to my ego here. That that makes it hard. Yeah, they're, they've... they've... This is more to- this is more towards you because like I don't mind the watch thing, but you're a you're a hard watch person. You got five of the fucking things that I, that I'm aware of. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's another one in a drawer something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. See, the only thing about Rolex is I feel that their their image and their value has been tainted now that Annesley has one. Yeah, that's a good point. You what you want. Is a bunch of those fucking Cartier watches that the head of Australia Post gave away to a bunch of people and thought it was all cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of the mark. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, but the pizza depends what sort of pizza it is. Yeah, that's the thing. It can't be Domino's because I'm feuding with Domino's. Um, if you're feuding with Domino's, then we're feuding with Domino's. <laughs> One in, all in. That's right. Pizza Hut, call us. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Plus the watches, though. Is it a pepperoni pizza? If it's pepperoni pizza and Cartier watches, then deal. Yeah, I'd find that hard to turn down. Yeah. It's only Tamalolo kick out. Yeah. We could replace them. They're replaceable. Yeah, we've got replacements there. Okay, so. New 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 Ash sent us another one. Mm-hmm. He's very good with sending us uh, messages and stuff. Uh, can the Bulls, uh, can the Blues call up players from outside their squad or are there quarantine issues? They look like they really miss the creativity of Wade Graham in game one. I agree. I have actually watched game one back a bit. So I think they did lose a bit of spark out wide. Mm -hmm. All of their attack was concentrated in the middle. They didn't really have much out wide until Cody Walker came on. And because he was playing a bit wider, Mm -hmm. they did start to look a bit more dangerous out there. Yeah. So I I think Wade Graham would be an absolute great to have back there in the side again. It just adds a different dimension to their attack that no other team has, I guess. Yeah. Um, Especially when Jake Trebojevic was absolutely just doing nothing in attack. He was just tackling all game. Yeah, he was very pedestrian, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, he was just he's just making tackles. He's just been Jake Friend. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, not, but not fucking up a dummy half as much. Um See, so yeah, I don't think Wade, Wade Graham would be a bad idea, but I'm. They might be able to bring him back now that they're back in Sydney, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I I have a feeling they're in a bubble quarantine, though. I, I think the, like. I think they needed the bubble for South Australia. Yeah, South Australia's got some pretty strict, you know, quarantine controls and shit like that going on for the COVID thing. Yeah. I think that's probably why the bubble existed. I'm not sure you, that the bubble would be as strict in Sydney, given that all these players have played against one another there. I tell you what, you'd be a brave person, though, to say, we're going to break the bubble quarantine that's worked all year for the last two Origin games. Um, I, I, I don't know. I No, I don't, I don't think they will. I think they'll stick with whatever they've got in their squad there. Yeah. But Wade Graham would be an absolute benefit to the side. I agree, actually. I think they needed. I, I, I'm like you. I think, I think Wade Graham can also give them a bit more creativity in the middle of the field too, and he's something that uh, the halves can work off as well. Yeah, and he's got a fucking killer short kicking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would have been very beneficial. There's no player like him in the game, mm. and that that's what makes him stand out. Mm-hmm. So it, it did surprise me he wasn't picked. But there you go. Nui Ash has sent in another one. These Good are all... Yeah, he's, he's smashing us with them. It's great. Uh, Boyd Cordner, should he be forced to medically retire? Didn't his cousin die after suffering a seizure from a head knock in a first-grade footy game? It was actually in a low-grade game. Um, he's been a great servant and worry, but maybe it's time to quit while he's ahead slash alive. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing you've got to weigh up, eh? Like... Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I mean, as we've discussed it earlier, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think that 
it, it'd probably be different if he was at the very start of his career. Yeah. Um, he is. He is twenty eight, going on twenty nine at the moment. Tell so you he's what, not he's exactly a hard, old. He's a hard tw- rugby league twenty nine though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, he is. He's. he's and the head knocks probably haven't helped. True, that's true. Um, yeah. Do I, you do you do you force him to medically retire? I I I tell you what, I'd I'd be really close. I'd be suggesting it to him in the strongest possible circumstances, though, mate. You really do need to think about a medical retirement. I'd say, why don't you go and have a chat with Doctor Alan Pierce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to him about how you're feeling after your head knocks. Um, about the fact that you're suffering a bit more frequently. Have a frank discussion with him. Don't hold anything back and see what he has to say. Yeah, like I, I know that there's sometimes when players are pushed into retirement, like, uh, you know, we talked about it a bit with um, Cameron Smith. It's like he's playing good footy, you retired for a long, long time and play as long as you possibly can, get the money while you can, enjoy it while you can. But then there's a situation like this where it's like, you know, the risks involved are so high and the effects for the rest of your life, like, especially when you've achieved so much in your career. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'd be... I'd be suggesting to him that he should consider retiring. If not retiring, yeah, take a year off. You've got time on your side. Mm. Take a year off and see if that helps. You know, settle your settle yourself down a bit and get your brain sorted. Maybe the time off, you find that there's something out there that you do want to do other than play footy. Yeah. And if you don't find that, then you might be able to come back and be perfectly fine to play for another five years. Like the year off might actually help. Who knows? That's a good um, point, actually. He turned 28 in June this year, so it's not like he's old. No. And as Matty John says, mate, you're not, you're not doing shit until you turn 30 anyway, so you might as well just fast-track that and don't ruin your body till you get there. <laughs> I, wonder how, I wonder how he would physically cope with having a year off. Obviously, he's going to stay fit. Uh, he's not going to get the contact and stuff like that, which is you can't replicate a game situation, but... I wonder how he would physically come back, whether he would need, you know, a, a good off-season. He's probably going to need more than that. He's probably going to need a good half a season of footy to get back into it. That's a really good suggestion. I reckon that's a way to go, maybe. It could be. I mean, if he wants to play something to get a little bit of body contact, but it's not going to be too hard, he could probably play a bit of club rugby for a while. <laughs> yeah, play international rugby union, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll say club rugby. Oh, you line up with Gordon or someone. <laughs> you just get cuddled by people out there in northern Sydney. Or he could just play every game against the Sharks and only run at Aaron Woods. <laughs> John Johnson. Yeah. They'll be side by side. That's so a, that's an idea. Just, well, fucking this is so comfortable. It is. It's, uh, it's like a cuddle from a pillow. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, so that's all of our emails that I can see here. I cannot see any more. Um, well, thanks for that new Yash. Yeah. That was very, very good. You have managed to help us uh, churn out a few extra minutes in the podcast. 
Yeah, that was fantastic. We love uh, messages that come through the website, fergonthefreak.com. They're always fantastic to read. And, um, you know, we read out every message we actually get through the website because I think there's been something dodgy going on with uh, my email. I, I think I, sometimes people are sending emails that I'm not getting, unfortunately. Hmm. Might have something to do with when I gave you that email address away a while ago in a deleted episode. In the deleted episode? Hmm, that was a while ago. I can't remember what you're talking about. Oh, something about China. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're not big on in-jokes, but that was just a little one there. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I think we've done well with this episode. We have indeed. Mm. Been, been a big week for the podcast. It has. We've had so many numbers. We've had a lot of uh, pretty cool episodes. Got a few guests on. Uh, yeah, guests, all sorts of stuff. It's been brilliant. So, and we've had a lot of new followers on the um, podcasting uh, Twitter account, which has been cool. So, I, I would guess that we've got some new new listeners too. Yeah, it's going great, Gun. So, thanks everyone for tuning in and listening to us. Mm. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on LinkedIn. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Facebook. YouTube, uh, so check us out on all of those. As Ricky said, he's already mentioned the uh, the website. Now you can get in touch with us there. Also, if you want to support one of the longest-running independent rugby league content creators out there, you go to patreon.com slash leaguefreak, and you can make a donation there. And if you make a sizable monthly donation, you'll also be able to get some merch after a few months. Yeah, you can get, uh, you can get a mug. You can get a T-shirt. The other one is a sticker. Uh, you just pick pick what's good for you and go for it. And if you're on there for three months, boom, you get it. You can wear a League Freak logo on your chest or on your mug. How would you like that sitting there in the office? Someone says, what's that on your mug? You say, oh, it's this guy that's been banned off of Twitter because he said cunt twice <laughs> in one tweet. Yeah, and your boss says, you know how to use that language in the office. And you go, ah, oh, cunt. Yeah, that that's when you spit your coffee out. Yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I, I, my guess is anybody that's drinking out of the League Freak mug, mug, they're the boss anyway. Well, that'd be true. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I feel Those like the, would be drinking out of that thing. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the boss is like, you know, he's drinking out the mug and his secretary walks in or, the, you know, her secretary. Equal opportunity. I'm going to say her secretary walks in. He says, oh, what's that, Mark? And it's a leg freak, Mark. Now, go and type go. that up for me, toots. <laughs> go wash it and fill it with more coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? If mm-hmm. there are people out there that want to get involved in the digitization of rugby league history, they need to go to patreon.com forward slash RL project. If you go there and you start to contribute, my good friend Andrew Ferguson can continue building this wealth of knowledge that he's been building over the years. 
And we all use Rugby League Project, every single one of us. There's no one that's listening that hasn't used it at some point. And so contribute to it with money, with contributions. It really does have a direct impact on how much work Andrew can do on the website. And it, it just adds value to the game's history online. And it's good for all of us. So go there and do that. Yeah, we use it to pretty much buy resources. Mm. Um, yeah, buying new servers, new domains, upgrading databases because, man, we have to a lot. Yeah. Um, Biggest rugby league site in the world. It, it kind of feels like it at times. We don't I, even have pictures I'm on there. I'm certain of it. I'm fucking certain of it. Um, the number of calculations, the number of web pages on there. Mm-hmm. There's 30-odd thousand players, 20-odd uh, thousand games at least, you know, thousands of venues, thousands of referees, or hundreds of referees anyway, um, coaches, just all that sort of stuff, and we've decided to go and put all of the NRLW games in there. They're all in there now from 2018 till now, including the grand finals, all the team lineups, all the players, even all the referees. Um, we're not stopping there. We're going to put all the women's um, state games and international games in there. Hopefully, we can get the women's Super League games in there because at least they run their game properly over there and not by the dickheads who run the Super League. <laughs> you know, they know what they're doing, the women over there. Mm-hmm. It's a common theme, actually, in rugby league history is that the women know how to run their game better than the men do. Yeah, at some point, they run it too well in some circumstances. Yeah. And the men with do. all the power get all scared and yeah. fuck it up for everyone. We'll do that episode. We got that episode ready to rock. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. So, uh, yeah, everything does help. And you can make as a donation from as little as just $1 a month. So you don't have to break the bank to help us out there. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really fantastic what you've done. So cool that uh, to be a fan of the website and now we're doing a podcast together. How cool is that? Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I suppose that wraps this one up, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Yes. Manscaped.com. Let's put in manscaped.com, right? Mm-hmm. Let's all do this together. Okay. Okay, manscaped.com. So the lawnmower 3.0, that's, that's like the Cadillac of ball shaving equipment. But you'll go to the website and you'll see the perfect package. It's available right now and it says the right tools for the job. A precision trim. Proper grooming requires precision engineered tools. Not only does a man's sensitive areas require it, but hygiene demands it. What they're talking about is shaving off your pubic hair. Okay. Now, the Lawnmower 3.0, it's such a good bit of kit. And it charges up. It's got so much charge when it's charged up. It's got a diamond textured non-slip grip, an LED light, and a compact design to help you navigate all your nooks and crannies, wet or dry. How about that? It's pretty brilliant. I mean, it's got uh, powered by USB charges, LI ion batteries for up to 90 minutes of use. 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Who it's doesn't nothing like a, better who than do, quiet stroke like a, technology. I was going to say, who doesn't like a quiet stroke? Oh, I love quiet stroking. Um, it's got ceramic blades. Mm-hmm. 
so it doesn't nick your nugs. No, no. you got to have them cer- ceramic blades because, like, they stay sharp. You know what else they've got there? What? The weed whacker. Yes. Now, okay, so this is the thing that they brought out, the weed whacker. We talked about this a little bit. Mm. This is their new thing that they've added to the lineup. It's basically to get all them nasal hairs and the ear hair and stuff like that if you've got a problem with that sort of thing. Um, and because it's their their Manscaped technology that they're using, it's like a rotary jewel-edged blade with skin-safe technology. And by the way, skin-safe is trademarked. That's it their is. thing. Brilliant. And that thing um, goes at 9,000 RPM, by the way, too. Yeah, like just imagine 9,000 RPM – your your nose hairs it's not it's not standing up to that it's going oh yeah like you'll be able to go everywhere with confidence knowing if someone wants to look up your nose you're good well it's, it'll definitely make those covid tests a lot easier to do if you don't have all that hair in the way it really will they'll be able to shove that thing right into your brain yeah, they won't need to sit there and just they won't need to tap it in with a hammer anymore exactly exactly it'll just slip straight in it's got a it's got a long life battery that has ninety minutes of use when it's fully charged, which, like you think about that, if you've if you've got ninety minutes of use that you're going to do with your nose and your ear hairs, you might have a medical problem, right? That thing's going to last you probably two years or something, and it's designed for comfort. It's also waterproof. Like, what more can you want? Exactly, and you know what? Mm-hmm. They've now got a new package called the performance package oh really that's got everything that the, the really, uh yeah the previous one had but it also has the weed whacker wow they've got some good deals on here oh yeah look at that yeah get the performance package and it's the, only 20 dollars more than the uh the perfect package 3.0 yeah yeah, so get, you, get, yeah. you get you're getting the weed whacker for 20 bucks yeah, I, I like that. I like that one. I'm. Uh, we should get in touch with Manscaped and say, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's have a look at the weed whacker." Exactly. So I, I don't have too much of a problem with nose hair. No, likewise. But, you know, we could find someone who had, who does and just use it on them. Yeah, we need to. Uh... <laughs> What's John Howard up to? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Look, he's got potatoes growing out of him everywhere. Don't, I know, right? You know, so, so they've, got, they've got a luxury nail kit as well. Oh, really? I've not seen the luxury nail kit. Where's the, the luxury shoes, nail kit? 2.0. Nail clippers, tweezers, oh, a yeah. file, some scissors. See, my nails, I bite my nails a little bit too much, so, eh? This is probably something I'd use instead of using a pocket knife all the time. For this yeah, instead of, instead of cutting parts off your your body while we're doing podcasts, which, why don't you get some the shears? Yeah, I, I, I probably should get around to that. How about that? So so you get the shears, right? That's a nice little kit. I like the the leather pouch it comes with. $14.99. You put in the code NRL, boom, 20% off and free shipping. Absolutely. That's pretty good value. It's phenomenal, mate. I, I might get myself one of them, eh? Yeah. That's something I should probably do. Yeah, that's uh I like that one. 
<laughs> what am I going to do with my pocket knife then? Uh, I don't know. Have you got? I don't know. Have you got something you can cut off your feet during the podcast? I'm not sure. Only toes. Yeah. How many toes do you need? I uh, I know you need your big toe, and outside yeah. of that, it's all just superfluous. Okay. I suppose I can cut my toes off. Okay. All right. This has taken a while. How have we turned? <laughs> have we turned our advertising with the great people at Manscaped into some sort of freaking horror show where you <laughs> cut your toes off? It's okay. I could, we could give them away for charity. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, there might be kids out there that don't have toes. Like into my well-groomed toes. I wonder how many rugby league players have had to lose a toe to continue their career. Pretty much every single one that was a goal kicker prior to 1998. Probably. Have you ever seen some of the basketball players' toes? No. They've got some mangled feet. Some of the basketball players' toes from the NBA, their feet look like Ian Healy's hands. <laughs> I was going to say, do they look like Ian Healy's fingers? <laughs> like, I reckon the worst thing ever yeah. to ever try and do coordination-wise yeah. is for Ian Healy to pick his nose when he's drunk. <laughs> He'd poke his eye out. <laughs> he would. Never ask for directions off Ian Healy. No, no, you will not go where you need to go. <laughs> you just head down there. Which way is that? Oh, boy. So, yeah, go to manscaped.com and That's put in right. code NRL. <laughs> manscaped. We love you, Manscaped. Yeah. And we know that you love us. Yeah. And uh, on that magnificent note, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you all next time.